Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for the FedEx St. Jude Championship, the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Joining me to break it all down, Mark Immelman is here. Hello, Mark. Hey, Rick. Tell me why I didn't go with Ben on in one and done. Tell me, please help me. Well, you know, it's funny because um, <laughs> there's a lot of guys in good position. However, uh, your guy's not in a great spot. Uh, my guy's not in a great spot. So, yeah, it, hopefully there's a lot of golf still left to be played. Well, there is. Remember, no cut in Memphis. Glory, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, speaking of Memphis, TPC Southwind. Very, very soggy, very, very wet. In fact, we started about two and a half hours late this morning because of the overnight rain and then the rain this morning. They did play preferred lies, but you could see it was it was a slop all day long. Yeah, when you got golfers rolling up their trousers, and I'm talking about Tom Kim, then you know it's a uh, it's a bit mucky when uh, when you're walking around in that Bermuda rough. And speaking of, I mean, Bermuda rough dry is dangerous because it, it gets those flowers that come shooting out of there with no spin. But Bermuda rough wet is just the stuff is like Brillo and you can't get a club through there. The club hooks, you lose all sorts of momentum. The golf ball comes out dead with no spin. It's just so difficult. And so as always is the case around here, you've got to drive it in the fairway, but with it being as moist as what it was, we lift clean in place. It almost placed an added value on putting the ball in play in the fairway off the tee. Yeah, well, the top of the leaderboard is a bunch of names that have not necessarily been in a lot of contention as of late. We'll talk about kind of the top five guys here, and we can go to get to some of the notables. But the man atop the board, thanks to a 7-under-63, that was bogey-free, highlighted by a chip-in eagle on number 16, is the man, the myth, the legend, Jordan Spieth. Uh, I'm not sure, Mark that his summer has gone exactly uh, according to plan. You know, he misses the cut at the U.S. Open. He misses the cut at the Scottish Open. Expectations were always high at an Open Championship. He finished 23rd there. But Jordan Spieth has his nose out in front of this first playoff event. And he looked kind of comfortable. He was sort of playing the Spieth game to me a little bit where 
around the greens. He was really sharp as always. Um, I love the fact over short putts, he's looking at the hole more often because I've always believed that that sort of, it lines all of the, the parts of him up a bit more because he's got that left hand low grip. So when he looks at the, the cup on the short stuff, it seems to iron out the path of the stroke, the shoulder line, the forearms, the whole thing. So, and he drove the ball. I thought the bit that I saw very nicely. And so the golf swings there, you know, Jordan, when he gets a sniff of the lead, the word in the locker room on Jordan is he's one of those names that won't go away. When you see Jordan ascending up there, you know, you're going to beat him and he won't beat himself because the short game's so good. So it was a tremendous start around a demanding golf course. And I'm sure after having not played very much competitively whatsoever, over the last little bits, I'm sure this this has got him feeling really, really good tonight. Uh, the chip-in certainly helps you around the green numbers first there, but ninth in putting, 11th on approach, so a lot of good play for Jordan Spieth. If the uh, if this ended right now, Jordan Spieth would be third in the FedEx Cup yeah. standings. Go from 31st to third, Mark. These quadrupled points are massive this week. It's a big deal. Uh, the thing about Jordan is the two straight-face clubs in the bag. If he drives it well, if or if he just drives the thing in play, he's he's gotten a whole lot longer of late. But if he drives the ball in play and if he puts decently, Jordan's going to be a thing. And he did both of those things well today because, you know, the iron game is always pretty stout. That golf swing of his keeps the arms in front of him. There's not a lot of face uh, rotation through the ball. So the iron game is kind of always there. It's the driver that can be the Achilles heel. Of course, the wedge game is majestic. So you get the driver and the putter working if you're Jordan and you become a factor. The seven under par is the leading score for Jordan Spieth. One shot back is Tom Kim, six under 64, only one blemish on the card. That came on the seventh hole at TPC Southwind, which was his 16th hole of the day. Mark, Tom Kim, I think the only question mark, because he's been playing a lot better, was in regards to the health, that ankle that gave him issues at the Open Championship. But so far, so good here in Memphis. Isn't it crazy? I mean, he has a guy who didn't play last week in defense of his title because the foot wasn't good and the verdict was sort of out on him. You know, I'd planned to use him last week in one and done and then he pulled out and that was disappointing because he always plays well this time of the year and he's very, very good on Bermuda greens. And once again, the way he hits it, he's accurate. This golf course, Sedgefield, all those kinds of tracks fit right up his alley. And look, 64 was spectacular. I was sort of surprised i would say because for someone who hasn't played that well he looked he looked comfortable he didn't he sort of fell out of bed playing well which was strange because oftentimes when the stakes are higher and the events are a big deal you know that sort of thing can expose any flaws but i wouldn't say it was flawless but he looked pretty comfortable and so it was a great start for someone who had been who had been out with injury speed at seven Tom Kim, six deep, two at five under. Emiliano Grillo and Colin Morikawa will start with Morikawa here, Mark. Kind of a, another odd year. I think he's played better than the results would indicate. He made his lone bogey on the same hole that Tom Kim did, the seventh hole on the golf course. If you look at this statistically, it was a pretty Morikawa-esque day. Gained a stroke and a half on approach. And then when he gets that putter going in any form he's at the top of the leaderboard yeah he looked way more decisive to me when i watched him play on pga tour live um you know of late i've said it time and time again on the show there was a lot of chatter with jj there was sort of always in between clubs when he hit a ball it was decent but it was didn't have the stamp of authority it used to with the iron game and from what i saw from watching today 
he looked convinced. He looked like he was applied. There was purpose to what he was doing. The decision-making was tight. It was good. I, I thought this was vintage Morikawa. I really did. And um, it sort of bodes well, certainly for a run coming down the stretch, because next week, uh, Olympia Fields is a U.S. Open type place. And those statistics you reference, and you did so in, in the Tuesday show, those statistics fit really well on those sorts of golf courses. So right now he's in good shape, but it looks like he's trending um, for a pretty good run here in these playoffs. Yeah, certainly is. This would be a good time of the year to get hot. Emiliano Grillo, the other man in at five under, another 65. And he did it uh, with lots of birdies, eight of them, most in the field as of right now. We've got a couple of guys still out on the golf course. But Grillo has figured out that flat stick mark since the Players' Championship. He's been one of the best putters on the tour since then. He gained a little bit here on Thursday, but he was solid on approach, seventh in the field. He was sixth around the green. Talk about somebody who is kind of plugging leaks in his game and certainly reaping the benefits as of right now. You know what? I'm going to get a bit ethereal on you here, Rick. Um, look, the ball striking has always been good. This this guy is just a natural. Um, the putter was always an issue, and I felt like it sort of flowed through the bag, and it flowed through the bag straight into his head. Because he used to have a bad attitude when Emiliano was out there and things weren't going his way. He was sort of whiny a little bit and there was always a problem with something. And, and he never really looked like he was enjoying the game. And then I was on the call for his victory there at Colonial. And we talked a few times because he was in our uh, window. And the one time he was just loosening up. And ordinarily in, in, in the warm up, he'd never be chatty. But he'd hit, he'd hit a few shots and he'd come talk about clubs and the family and his son. And he just, so I said, look, what's the secret here? And he said, look, I've got the irons correct. The lies on my irons are good now. And then he said, and, and then, you know, golf is just golf now. You know, having a son, I've got things in my priorities in order. And you can see that. He looks like he's having more fun on the golf course. And when you allow one of these sort of virtuoso ball strikers to go out there with no real concern for results. It's like you're playing the game just for the love of the game, kind of like what you did when you were a kid. You know, that's almost uh, that unwritten sort of recipe for these guys to thrive. And and this has been one of those sorts of years. And I mean, I tell you what, it's, it's been a good year with a win. This could turn incredible if he continues to play well through the season because there's a pretty handsome bonus at the end of this whole thing. Yeah, he already started the week in 21st. He was in he was in good shape. Now really trying to solidify his spot into East Lake. If it ended right now, he'd be ninth. Mm. So we've got Jordan Spieth at seven, Tom Kim at six under par, Grillo and Morikawa at five under a piece, and a log jam of names at four under, including uh, recent winner Lucas Glover. Uh, Xander Shoffley is in at four under, Tommy Fleetwood and others. We are going to continue this conversation and hit on the big three and some other notables. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. The super group of numbers one, two, and three in the FedEx Cup standings all played together. It was a slow start for all of them. John Rahm never really recovered, though, Mark. He is three over 73 in a tie for 65th in a field of 70. He hit one OB off the tee on 16. Mm-hmm. He hit one into the water off the tee on 18. He had to take a really, uh, drop out of a bush on two. It, it was not a good driving day for John Rahm, and I never get to say that. <laughs> he looked ragged. I mean, goodness gracious. And you're right about the driver. I mean, our dear friend, uh, God bless him, Kyle Porter, you know, speaks of John Rahm's ball striking, especially the drivers, if it's heavenly. And look, it is. He's long. He's accurate. He goes to that fade a bunch. But when that fade starts missing left and the one he hit OB down 16, I mean, that's not just left. That is large and left. That thing started, he starts the cut left, but that thing's hooked as much as what it should have faded to get to the middle of the fairway. And that is going to throw things, the cat amongst the pigeons so quick because then you set up for the next fade and somewhere in the back of your mind, you're like, well, don't do that again. Then you hang the face too far open and you start the fade too far right. Then the next thing you've got this army thing, you're like left, right, left, right. And playing from the rough this week is just going to be, it's going to be a long week then. And, and as things started going awry with John's ball striking, it looked like the, the attitude sort of went the same way a little bit and he was glaring at cameras and, and to add, and to end the whole thing, to add insult, salt to injury, you know, he hits a weak wedge on the final green, his ninth, the ninth, his 18th and three putts. And I mean, he just looked like he was about to, he was, he was volcanic as he walked off that green. The uh, final numbers are still coming in, but it will be the worst uh, statistical driving day in terms of strokes gained off the tee for John Rahman's entire career. So that's where we were headed on this Thursday. Scotty Scheffler off to a very slow start. He was two over through his first six holes, thanks to a double bogey at 14, which was his fifth hole of the day. But Scotty got both of those shots back before he made the turn mark. And then four birdies, one bogey on his second nine. That is a three under 67 when the dust has settled. He is just so mentally sharp. Yep. I mean, the start to his round, 
he had a decent drive down his first hole, the tenth. Uh, hit an okay second. Next hole, the par three, hit a decent shot. Then um, he sort of goes along a little bit and then hits the ball in the middle of the water on fourteen off a tee. It was sort of wiped. It was nasty looking. And I was like, that is so uncharacteristic for Scheffler. But he'd never really look phased. And then he hit a great wedge and didn't convert, made, makes double. And you could see he was a little hot around the collar, but he wasn't down on himself. And he just sort of got back to work, made the birdie on the par five, 16, his uh, seventh, and just got going. And then I think the birdie on the 18th, tough par four, his ninth, that was sort of the catalyst really to the day because that's where you could see that all this good mental and emotional work he'd put in to keep himself at one over. That's where he's like, all right, I think this golf swings back. And he rattles off a few birdies in the next few four holes or so. Uh, unfortunate bogey on seven, but that's easy to do. But bounces right back with a birdie on his second last hole. So here's a guy, you know, he makes two mistakes. He bounces back directly on the following hole on one. And the next, the first mistake, he bounces back two holes later with a birdie. So, I mean, this was typically Scotty Scheffler to me. You know, you can look at the numbers, you can look at the ball striking and stuff, but he has this uncanny way of just keeping golf golf. And whether it's good or bad, he just hits this, the next shot on with the very same merit. He gives everything his best. He, he's just, he has it on tape right now. He's under complete control mentally, and it's it's manifesting itself physically as far as I'm concerned. A new putter in the bag for Scotty Scheffler through one round, a quarter of a stroke to the positive. That's 26th in the field, three under 67. Same score for the third man in that group, Rory McIlroy. Also a slow start, one over through his first five. He birdies 15, Eagles 16, and makes the turn in two under. He did spend two shots late in his round, Mark, seven and eight. Two of his final three holes of the day, he puts a square on the card, salvages one of them at number nine. But Rory McIlroy, kind of a similar story, uh, did enough to keep himself in the mix. Yes, a couple things. First off, I think the putter change for Rory was not as beneficial as the putter change for Scotty Scheffler, who went to uh, that spider style that Rory was using. Um, if it wasn't for the made putt, that 10, 12-footer on his final hole of the day for birdie for Rory, I think that putter might have been on a short leash. Uh, but, you know, as you look at this, the way he drove the ball around a narrow driving course, look, it was receptive. But if the south stays like the south is right now, with all this rain around, I mean, Columbus, Georgia, it was dumping today. So, you know, Atlanta is wet right now. East Lake is long. It's going to play right up Rory's alley. He loves it over there. If he keeps driving the ball like he is, man, he's looking good right now because he didn't have his best stuff about him and still gets around that place in three under. So it, it was it was a really good day for Rory McIlroy, despite the three bogeys. All right. Well, we've got uh, some big names at the top of the board. We've got some big names at the bottom of the board. Josh is going to show us what the odds makers have to say about uh, this event with 18 holes in the books. Oh, look at that. Jordan Spieth, the favorite <laughs> five and a half to one to win the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoff. Scotty Scheffler, not far behind seven to one. Morikawa, who's only two shots off the lead, is eight to one. The book's not giving up on Rory. He's at nine to one, same as Tom Kim and everybody else in double digits or longer, Mark. So shaping up to be a good one here down the, the final three three rounds. 
I don't know about you. I'd like your commentary. You're the expert, but <laughs> plus 550. Isn't that a bit short for Jordan Spieth after the first round lead? Yes, because we have also seen him do this a lot recently where he has that one ceiling round and he can cough it right back up tomorrow. That's a little That's a little tight for my liking. Yeah, well, look, as I mentioned, I like the way he's rolling it. And, mm -hmm. and he's going to give himself looks. They'll play ball in hand tomorrow. I'm keen to see how it pans out over the weekend. Um, so if he hits in the fairway off the tee like he's been doing, he's going to get some looks. If he makes some putts, he'll be fine. But but as I look down that list there, I mean, Scheffler <laughs> was not really that good today. Yeah. And he's right in the mix. Rory was not his best, and he's right in the mix. Uh, I, I think both of those. Tom Kim is an interesting one to me. Um, I really do. And, and Xander plays well this time of the year too. So if I was sort of counting shekels, I'd be more inclined to put money down there and put some money. Pardon me, money on Spieth right now. Yeah, I like uh, you, my only concern for Tom Kim coming into this week was the health, and he looked seemingly fine here on Thursday. Easy for easy for me to say. I like that number, but it is very terrifying to see what Scotty did today, what Rory did today, mm -hmm. because that was about the worst they could have done. And I mean, Scotty is he is just relentless at this point. Well, that's, I've always said to you, and I've, I've enjoyed the few times you and I have walked around golf courses together. And, and the thing about like speed for argument six, I've always said that when Jordan signs the scorecard, it's the lowest number he could have shot. Correct. And when Rory signs the scorecard, more often than not, it's the highest number he could have shot. Mm -hmm. Where Rory today, yes, I know the two bogeys at the end were soft, but that was pretty well Rory making the most out of a day where he wasn't at his most sharp. He looked a little rusty, but he still looked good. And if those guys, McElroy, Scheffler, all those guys can have their bad day and be just, you know, within shouting distance of the lead, you better watch out. Yeah. When they go out and have their good day, everybody mm -hmm. else is in trouble. We'll see if those good days come tomorrow or if they come later in the week, because we'll be here after uh, the final putt drops on Friday, Saturday and Sunday to take you home. The rest of the way, big thanks for now to producer Josh. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. Mark Immelman, you can find him online at Mark underscore Immelman. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.